On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week six, go into our segments, performance of the week, Nathan Peterman Award, stock up, stock down, and preview week seven, and end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. This week's episode of Third Forever Football Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Ostrand, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, how are you doing now? Is this what it's like? <laughs> I, I'd almost <laughs> forgotten the pain of failure and loss. That's, that's right, folks. One of us does not have an undefeated team anymore. So that's, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. It's, it was uh, a nice one indeed. It, I, it, you come crashing back down to earth and... Uh, and it hurts, and I, I'm not gonna say I called it because I still thought they had a shot. But I, I, I want to posit that there might have been, um, like you, you were kind of asking for it, like all season about, you what know, you the, the the calling, oh, you know, the, the Bucks and Brady. Well, you've been saying Brady for the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been but you, I mean, this Brady this part. was. I mean, it was like the, the perfect thing for that to happen to, to make you to just clarify, be like, well, I've always respected the Bucks' defense as much as, you know, I've never like outwardly said they're bad. I thought they were pretty decent. Apparently, I mean, they have a very good run defense. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. And well, they have a, they have a good pass rush. Yeah. Um, a note I have from this game, and Dominican Sue is still a massive piece of shit. So that's, I, I, sometimes I forget that he's still around. And so it's nice to kind of. <laughs> You know, it's like, I haven't heard that name. I haven't been mad at that name in such a long time. <laughs> and it's so nice to see him just yelling at people and being, you he, know. He had a pretty good game. You no, know, no, he had a great game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not good at football. I'm just saying, like, it's been many years since one of, you know, we don't have to play him ever. No. Yeah. The stomp was... I don't yeah, know. He's, he was without the Dolphins for a long time, so it's like we never played the Dolphins. If we did, it was like once every four years. So. And we rarely play the Bucks either. Yeah, So right. it's like, if you were to tell me whatever year the, the, the stomping was, you know, I'd probably feel old. I don't even know what year it was. Probably like it was probably like 12 or 2011 or 12 or something. Yeah. yeah so way back then. Maybe it was a long time. Maybe. I don't know. He's he's still a piece of shit. So points for consistency. Um, I guess you know, we just want to talk about no, the, the well, Packer game um, first, or what do you want to do? Yeah, we'll just we'll just talk about that one first. Okay. Um, all right. So I actually was I missed uh, probably about like the first half of this game. I got back. I was driving back from up north. So I got the second half. So I was able to watch the highlights. Coincidentally, I missed the second half <laughs> because I, I I I went into a different room where the TV wasn't, and it was this horrible twist of fate where I didn't get to see what happened next. So what I did see while I was driving, I I saw all over Twitter the the Hingle McCringleberry celebration. I stand which, by that celebration. Which, by the way, it was called off, so that was even funnier. Okay, can we can we we need to discuss that? <laughs> But did you see did you see the play where it got called off? No. So he's diving for the end zone head first. Yep. Anton Winfield Jr. Not even gonna comment on that because my opinion of him has always been complicated. 
Um, he takes a shot at him on the goal line, which, fine, I guess. He's, he's dive, diving head first. He's, he's diving yeah, head first. Of course. I'm not happy about it because he was never going to stop him from crossing the line, but it's not an illegal hit. You can say it's maybe a little cheap, but it, it's legal. It's, it shouldn't be a penalty. They did not throw a flag on it. Then they reviewed it. Because it's all and scoring. Because they, they called it a touchdown on the field. They called a touchdown on the so field. All they review reviewed. it. He's diving on the ground head first. His knee touches the ground, but there's no one contacting him until after he crosses the plane. And they said he's down where his knee touches. And no one really explained. Like, I get that if you're sliding feet first, you're down where you slide. Because yeah, no where one, you initiate the slide. It's not even where you make contact. It's yeah. you initiate. But when you dive head first, you are no longer a protected quarterback. Right. And... I mean, maybe somewhere in the fine print of the rule book, that's a rule. It's a stupid fucking rule if it is. If you dive head first, you're like any other player diving head first. You get hit like any other player, and it should have been a touchdown. And, I mean, Aaron Jones, like, got touched on the very next play. So it didn't end up mattering for the grand course of the game. It was just, it was a bizarre series of events that took place. Yeah. I guess I, like, I, I don't really, I didn't really, like, see anything, but, like, you know, it, it, I think it just, it's always just funny when you see players celebrate and a play gets called off and then it's well, all for and, nothing. And you know the celebration but that he's also, had cooking for like quite a for while. What, for what, like seven years, 12 years? That bit is so old. Yeah. And it's <laughs> still <such> a, relevant. <laughs> but I want to I wanna point out, because that, that would have made it 10-0, right? Well, that it was 10-0. It, yeah, it made it 10-0 right after that. Yeah. Either, regardless, I guess in hindsight, you're going to celebrate touchdowns. I don't fault it for that. Well, especially I think a rushing touchdown. I think it's just funny to just, it's like, of, because the current meme format right now is like how it's go or like how it was going, mm-hmm. how it ended. I've also and like, seen like pictures taken moments before oh, disaster. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that. I mean, it was just, it's a rough look post game. Yeah. I mean, especially, and I, I had a funny tweet that like, I don't have I don't know, big following, so I didn't get a lot of interaction on it, but I did get several where I think it's just hysterical. I was this close to sending it in our group chat, but I didn't because I was like, I want to save it and talk about it. So I tweeted as soon as they scored 38 to make it 38-10, I was like, I was like, hey, like, wait, how how many touchdowns are the Packers losing by? And I sent the, the Tom Brady gif of just holding up the four because you loved it so much. I maintain that Tom Brady has dementia. He didn't have to do a goddamn thing in this game. He didn't turn it over. He didn't turn it over. That's true. And also, let's he did, he ended his streak of pick sixes thrown. But in a game, it still continued. No, yeah, and that was really nice of Rodgers to kind of Where was Rodgers on that out. play by the way? Did what, he what just do you mean? did he just not even try to get the six? guy? Yeah. I mean, it was like sideline. I know, but, back. It, but I don't think he had any. He shot was like by the hash. I, I was just trying to like look back and like he's just nowhere. Usually, you at least see them somewhat well, nearby. And, but... and, and so here's what we get into. So people that didn't watch the game, he you know after that play, uh, the Bucks punt again. Brady is whining and bitching out his entire offense like the you know little soft boy that he is. <laughs> Because nothing's ever his fault. Because I haven't eaten a tomato and in twenty years. That's you. You literally saying this as a Rogers fan, right, dude? He when does Rogers bitch he, people out? He doesn't bitch people out, but he always looks. Yes, and yeah, he's always like yeah. he gives him. He's always like Whoa. he gives him. He gives him the look, but he doesn't. But it's it's never his himself. Fault. But it's never. That's just they're different personality well, it, types. First of all, it isn't his fault. He's perfect. There you go. So anyway, 
They punt. If you're Packers listening, take back. this with all massive heapings of and salt. And so, third, third and long. It was a bad drive already. Third and long. Rodgers throws a pick six on the left side. You know, it was a curl that got jumped. It was never really there. Defender made a good play on the ball. And that rattled Rodgers a lot. Because he doesn't do that very often, especially yeah. pick six. His third pick six of his entire career. Yeah. Tom's thrown four in the last seven weeks. Um, and so he threw that, and it rattled him a lot. Packers get the ball back. The ensuing possession, it bounces off Devontae's hands on third down, gets picked again. And I think that Rodgers lost his, you know, his mental composure, and he... D- wasn't able to score another point for the rest of the game. Well, he he so I, he gets the, like you know I I saw this going around, but it's also like it's evergreen. Like it goes for, it it applies to every single quarterback. But I feel like Rodgers, I think more so because as, if you get to Rodgers early in a game, like getting in his face, hitting him basically every single play, because which was happening, which was happening, yeah. it he he. He rattles a lot more, or he gets he he does like self doubting, and he's he's not he's not as sure he about back, throws and things like that, and he gets a little happy feet. He goes back into late McCarthy era Aaron Rodgers, where he's like every one of the plays in this book suck, so I'm gonna have to make something crazy happen every single time. Yeah, and you could see it happening, and the Packers, you know, I think you know Rodgers said this. I'm gonna echo the company line here, but. They got punched in the mouth. This yeah. was the first, you know, I mean, the Saints are not a bad team, but this was the first real contender it's looking like this year that they've actually oh, played. Oh, absolutely. And they yeah. got punched in the mouth. They were on the road. It was fucking 90 degrees. And, I mean, none of that, you know, is an excuse for losing by 28 points. No. But I think that, <clears throat> you know, the only silver lining here is that you know, you get shocked like this because in the other games, especially like the Falcons game where they were like under, you know, manned a bunch of injuries and all that stuff and they just cruised. It was never in doubt. Yeah. They were laughing, having fun and posing in front of the thing and doing that stuff. I'm all for having a positive attitude, but they were soaring too high. You know, yeah. they got too close to the sun and they crashed back down to earth and hopefully they can take this and kind of, you know, refocus and say, okay, we're not just going to like, you know cruise control past everybody this year. We're a pretty good team. We've shown, you know, the the LaFleur system, proof of concept, it works. Yeah. It it has the potential to work against, you know, pretty decent defenses like the Saints and stuff like that. So, I mean, hopefully it's a wake-up call. The, the only other takeaway I have from this game, uh, this game was won and lost on the defensive line for both teams. The Bucks got home. You were talking about they were pressuring or hurrying mm-hmm. or hitting Rodgers almost just every making time him uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, just getting in his face, being never letting getting him in be his comfortable. Face. That's, that's did thing. threaten to fight him after the game. So yeah, yeah they had thirteen awesome. quarterback hits. <clears throat> yeah, which is more than Rodgers have been hit at all this year. Yeah, um, Bakhtiari went down with an injury close to halfway through the game, and I think he's okay. I think it was not something serious. But then on the other side of the ball, Preston Williams does not exist. No. I don't know what's happening. Or Preston Smith, rather, not Williams. Yeah, Preston, Preston Smith. Smith doesn't exist. Zadarius is doing okay, and no one else is doing anything. Well, well, what it is, what I think is, like, Zadarius has, a, has had a very quiet year 
from what I'm understanding, or like he's, realizing he's got like, four sacks. I but think, yeah, in so, the first six weeks, so it's not terrible. That's not terrible. It's not great. No, but I think there's a, like players like Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, and even to an extent Kenny Clark. Like the rest of the defensive line, essentially. You know, if if Zedarius is not creating havoc on his own, they can't really feed off that. They're not creators. They. They they flourish best when there's already that happening and they can complement. Zadarius is like the first dodgeball you have to dodge and the second one hits you. You yeah. know, like that's and so the the other guys they're just I don't know the whole pass rush looks you know a little bit muted from what it was a season ago and I'm hoping they can do something about that. I mean, having Kenny was back or having Kenny, having Kenny back was was good, but it, it didn't really end up mattering game script-wise. I mean, they still were just able to, you know, be on the field, run the ball. And, do, and do the hey, Packers, what the Packers did to everyone else. At least Equinamia St. Brown's back. Yeah, he got targeted, like, once. Twice. And twice, <laughs> and maybe caught the ball. He didn't catch it the first time, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then the other, the only other takeaway I want to say is that Jair Alexander is the fucking man. He's uh, basically ISO'd Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans back-to-back weeks and allowed... Three catches for like mm-hmm. four yards, so pretty good. I don't know. It stinks. This was Rodgers posted. He ended posting a thirty-five point four quarterback rating versus Tampa, which was his worst in a game since December fourteenth, twenty fourteen. It was also the third worst game of his career by that metric, and so he he played he played well in the. In the first four games, obviously, but then... See, now, and, and here's the double side of of Rodgers, is that, you know, you can have these these stats, and he, he has a horrible game, he sounds terrible. This is his worst game in six years, his third worst game of all time. Yeah. It's pretty nice to have Aaron Rodgers. Right. things considered. And, like, <laughs> also, you, you do, there is a th- you know, like he... I do really think he cares a lot about the interception, touchdown-interception ratio. Like, that's like... I think that I you could argue like I think that's what he cares about like the most. It seems like because especially in the last few years, because you can see his completion percentage go way down. Knowing that now since he doesn't have Jordy, Greg Williams, James Jones, like the original kind of Rob Greg, Randall Cobb, Greg, Greg Jennings. What did I say? Greg Williams. <laughs> Whoops. Not, <laughs> yeah, I want to get to that. in the ball. Greg, Greg Jennings. Did I say that? Yeah, you said Greg Williams. <laughs> my, my brain literally said Greg, Greg Jennings. Weird. I guess anyway. I guess we can find out. I don't know. I, yeah. That's weird. I mean, um, he, he definitely cares about it. He was definitely shell-shocked. I mean, there's first two picks of the season. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I'd love him to, you know, have more of an ability to bounce back, and hopefully this will build on that. Was, yeah, this, this game's going to turn into, like, this is the – every team, even contenders, get punched in the mouth to an extent at some mm-hmm. point in the year, at least once. And it's about how like the good ones are the ones that are able to to bounce back from it. Luckily, you guys have the Texans. Um, that helps. Yeah. Um, this but, is this is the yeah. Lord of the Rings uh, Shaleb game, like where you, you you know you stabbed the Packers and we just we haven't felt pain yet this season. And right. Everything just fell apart and everyone stopped performing. And I don't know. Hopefully, there, you got that out of the way early. There's this image I want to show you where it's Brady talking to this guy after the game, and I'll read you the caption. Mm-hmm. The caption is where he's talking to a Packers lineman. What what number are we talking uh, about? Is it Lindsley? It looked, like? it looked maybe like a seventy six, maybe. So I'll say the name of it. So it's it's Packers rookie John Runyon. He's oh. just catching up with Brady. Uh, connection. Brady played 
with John Runyon Sr. Yeah, at that Michigan. About right. That's insane. I'm your godfather, I, son. I played with your dad in college. <laughs> like, like that's how old this dude is. And I also, I just want to point out, like, he's currently on pace for 37 touchdowns this year and 11 picks for 4,100 yards. He's at like I don't understand. I don't know what he did or how he found the fountain of youth. Is Giselle? Is she the fountain of youth? It's just tomatoes, man. No, he doesn't eat. He doesn't eat no, heirlooms. So it's a lack of tomatoes. Oh, he doesn't yeah. eat the heirlooms. <laughs> but I don't know. So I just, I just want to say, like, it was a shocking. Every time I checked the box score when I was driving, I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I was like, "Well, that's not how I expected this game to go." But yeah, you and me both. Yeah. But, uh, let's All right. talk about your let's, game. Let's move on to mine. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's turn these tables. I love when it's such a bad week that like we both relish talking about the other one's game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because like the things that make that have made Kirk like his his positives, like his his strengths, is his his career has been his decision making and accuracy. He typically doesn't throw, you know, like he he he's pretty good with the ball how it usually is but the first half i mean this year and this year alone was just like his decision making has been i don't know what he's seen like that first interception he threw where he just didn't see deon jones right there like he had and he he had thielen deep on the post he had this thielen already had he was hip to hip with the defender you just throw that inside the hashes it's it's catch and run i mean it you know it it's just a weird, like, he's trying to force things, and, you know, granted, he has ten interceptions on the year. Three of them I can for sure look at and be like, those are not, I don't put that on him. It's either a tipped ball or it's a receiver running the incorrect route. So he just throws to no one except the defender. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, but that's still seven interceptions in six games. Not good. Um, and then the other one, not being tipped, it was in four. It was like a hail mary attempt. Or the last two were basically hail mary attempts, where it was like need to throw it downfield. How many fumbles is he at this year? Do you know? He doesn't have any head? fumbles. I don't think. I don't think he has any fumbles. He has two fumbles in the Seahawks game. Did he? Yeah, they're like pocket fumbles. They're not rushing fumbles necessarily, but like. Well, it's a matter if they if they lost the ball. Oh. Oh, you're talking about when he like yeah. So okay, which are still like count as fumbles, right? In the even stats. though one of them, I I had a hard time. There's at least like that. three of those this year, isn't there? I'd have to look here. Hang on, let me let me pull it up really quick. Um, so he currently that's a hard stat to find for quarterbacks. I'm not seeing it. No, nah, you can find it. I got it. You can definitely find. He has it. two fumbles, so two fumbles? they're just counting okay, so for those. Those, those. those are the ones this year. Yeah, and, and one of those was like where it like got hit out of his. Where it was like the question. So the second Seahawks one was very close. Where I was like, okay, and so that that's one where I'm like not really sure, but regardless, he he, it's been infuriating because like it's it's the decision making. It's not he's not like not hitting throws. Like some of the throws he's made this year are still very good. I mean, you look at the receivers; they're still producing. Thielen and Jefferson are having phenomenal seasons. Is is he being hurried? Like, I, is it a I, pass rush it's, issue? Well, that absolutely. We have the, the worst guards guard play this year by far. I mean, I think for the first four weeks, he was averaging 1.2 seconds to throw, time to throw from snap to throw. Um, it doesn't matter who's back there. That's not going to do it. 
Um, yeah. So, I, you know, it's a combination of things, but there's times where, like, where he's had time, like the Deion Jones one, like the interceptions in this one, and even the second one, it was, the guy wasn't open, but the guy literally caught it with his legs. So it's like, that's just a really, really good play. Mm-hmm. And, like, same thing with the one against um, K.J. Wright for the uh, the Seahawks where he jumped out, up out of there and, like, stabbed it with his hand. Like, yeah. that was an athletic I mean, they're, play. They're good plays. Yeah, they're good like, plays, but, like, he, it's still, like, You're still putting the ball in mistakes. harm's way, yeah. And so I also want to point out, too, that, like, you know, this, he's have been forced to do that where he's not had the luxury of being like, you know, I could, I have the luxury of being able to throw this away because I know my defense will give me a stop. Mm-hmm. You know, we, our defense hasn't stopped anyone. We, it's a turnstile basically. I mean, we, we, my dad made a comment where literally the, the Coon Rapids high school team could run on this defense right now. And it's like, you know, it, it's frustrating where in this game, it was a it was a whole culmination. I think it really sums up this this season where we would almost like force we put the we play really well for like two thirds of the downs, and then on third or fourth down, we just brain turn goes off, and we have, we have a mental mistake. Not having Dalvin obviously hurts. That's why you pay the man. Like <clears throat> he just does things. See, um, that's where I I always hear Vikings fans. You, you, I think yourself included. Seeing the praises of Alexander Madison. Now, I'm not going to, like, shit on Madison and say he's, like, bad. But holy crap, it's not even close. No, oh, I mean, well, absolutely. But I, I think he's he's a great complimentary back. I mean, he's only a second-year guy. He's he's a and serviceable so, guy in pinches like this. But yeah, I mean, like... game scripted out of this one. I mean, he, when he came in, he came in phenomenally for the against the Seahawks. I mean, he ran for... It was like a hundred yeah, yards. The I mean, Seahawks defense is super bad. But well, yes. the Falcons defense is worse. Like is just as bad. And he didn't. But if but if you were successful against one bad defense, and no. But, but I also think I also think the run block. Like you know, he was meeting guys. He met the first con- point of contact in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. So yeah, it's true. like it's not like he's is we're getting any push. So it was a whole thing. But that's why Cook is so valuable. Obviously, I mean, he just he makes the first guy miss every mm-hmm. single time. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of positives to take from this season. And, I, you know, we're one in five. I see we have to go eight and two to have a shot at the playoffs. Do I think that's likely? No. Is it possible? Sure. I mean, we play the hardest games on our schedule are you guys, Tampa, and New Orleans. You know, we win one of those mm. and we win the ones that we should win. I mean, granted, two of those are against the Bears and two of them are the Lions. So division games are division games. But the other ones are all very winnable games. You got to play Dallas, and that's enough time for them to get their heads out of their asses, which I'm sure we'll talk about. I doubt that, but um, you know, I, I think like the positive to take, you know, Justin Jefferson already. I mean, he. What I like about him is he plays for the entire sixty minutes. Like he's not, he doesn't take anything off, which is I guess he, he's a rookie, but he also just has that kind of. A well, neat thing. In stunning comparison to Stefan Diggs, who can't who, get back to the fucking Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there as well. Um, but, yeah, Jefferson, another, you know, nine receptions, 166 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's doing things that are – he just wins tough catches, and he's already only um, – he only needs 164 yards to pass Laquan Treadwell's career, um, and he's only – Laquan had 53 career games. He's also scored as many touchdowns. Vikings legend Laquan Treadwell. He's also scored as he's he's also scored more touchdowns than Laquan Treadwell already. 
Um, yeah, so I, I can't deny that Justin Jefferson is uh, pretty good. Yeah, he's he's currently on pace. Um, you know, for over for setting a rookie uh, receiving record. Um, more he's on pace for fourteen hundred thirty-two yards. So it, you know that's the positives. I let I really I do like our young corners, but again, it's it's fucking Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Do, so do it's you like, regret trading Julio Jones away in fantasy football this year? No, because I'm okay with Dalvin Cook and Joe <laughs> Mixon's hurt. So um, that's just morbidly ironic. Yeah, that this happens to your team. Yeah, but you know whatever. Um, my receivers are totally fine. Um. And so I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's it's a retooling year. You know, it, things aren't going our way. We had an absolutely brutal first six games or first seven games, including you guys. Like we haven't, you know, this was a, a, a supposed to be a cakewalk of a game. But also, you look at it. Falcons just fired their coach. You know, they have an interim that's trying to win the, a starting the, job. The first game they have, with the interim coach. Yeah. I, I said it kind of as a joke last week, but like... It's... They come it's out thing. hot. They it's come out... Thing. And they're, they were at a, won a game yet, you know? And Julio came back. Obviously, he came back in a big way. Um, Teams coming out right after their coach gets fired. It's like the first time you go out to the bars, like, after getting out of a relationship mm-hmm. and you're just like... So excited, you know. It's like it's that same thing where you're just like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, and and I will say, like, I'm not, I'm not for one being like tear it all down, fire Spielman, fire Zimmer, do all this. Okay, so so here's a question: Keep Kirk if he continues on his current pace. Well, I mean, his statistical pace right now. No, he's got if, 11 if, and if 10. he continues, if he continues with his, I'm holding firm that I think this is a rut. I think that this is a bad stretch of games because mm-hmm. if you look at it. He's had three really bad halves. Mm-hmm. The, the full game against the Colts and the first half in this one. Second half, he was much better. So, I, you know, I, I think that he's he's had bright spots, but good Kirk is very opposite of bad Kirk. You know, Kirk can be, he was one of the top, you know, deep ball, he was the second deep ball passer last year to Russell Wilson, and he was one of the top receiver statistically last season in terms of efficiency. But when he's bad, he can be really, really bad. And that's not ideal. But I think that, like, you know, if he continues on this pace, we absolutely draft a quarterback in the first three rounds. It doesn't matter where we're at. It, we're going to do that. And But are you going to cut him loose then? Because you kind of have to for cap situations. If, if, yeah, there is an out um, this offseason where it would still result in, like, 15 or 20 dead cap or something like that or but not or nearly nowhere near if you if you wait until yeah. like after that basically when you're locked in then it's like a 60 million so it's like I think if if he if he keeps continuing this trend I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him or trade him on the dirt cheap because the way I see it I've always kind of viewed the Vikings fans are you guys you know like Vikings just Minnesota sports in general cursed you guys know that mm-hmm. and Vikings fans have always been, in my opinion, a little bit quick to demand change, which, you know, coming from a team that's the opposite and let Mike McCarthy fart around for like seven years. It also helps when you have two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. No, 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 yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying like... Plugs up a lot of holes. Yeah, but you guys are always very quick to kind of, you know, try and identify the problem and do something about I mean, it. yeah. And the choices right now are Kirk or Zimmer. I don't think that you guys are going to... You know, out Zimmer anytime soon, right? And unless we go out, unless we lose like the next couple games, and we're like one in seven by the halfway point, 
I wouldn't be surprised. There is always a, a surprising yeah. coach firing. It's all just going to be dependent on what the Wolves want to do, the owners. And, you know, if you were to tell me, does the idea of having, bringing back Eric Bieniemy, who was a former running backs coach for us um, during the, the Childress era, uh, or before the Childress era, I guess, it was... The uh, no, who was before Childress? It was uh, was that Mike Tice? Might have uh, been. Might've um, been. I mean, it was right before the Childress era. But bringing back Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the the uh, Chiefs, who's probably gonna be the hottest name. Um, oh, for sure. Bringing him, name. bringing him here, and then oh, you also have a shot if if continues to be really bad, and we only end up winning three games this year. Having a shot at a a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. Sure. I mean, that does interest me. That, that, I mean, you would be stupid if you didn't say, like, that sounds pretty nice the way the current NFL is, where it's, you know, creative offense and dynamic generational style quarterback. And, yeah. like, obviously, taking a chance on a quarterback is, is like, the hardest thing to do. Like, you know, drafting quarterbacks is, it's not, there's no such thing as a sure thing. Regardless mm-hmm. how good we all think Trevor Lawrence will be, you never fucking know. So, I, uh, there's only one sure thing, and his name's Jordan Love. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and so I, I don't know. I, I just think that I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I, I you know, Zimmer's our third winning head that's, coach. That's what I don't think. Just because I mean, you guys have been perennially in the playoffs, and when Zimmer took over, that was not the case, right? And I mean, so yeah. I think that it's going to take more than just one shitty season. No, yeah, I think so too. I mean, he. You know, Zimmer's worst season with us was seven and nine. And so I, you know, and then other than that, it was like, uh, I think he went 11 and five, um, like eight and eight. Mm-hmm. And then it was a 13 and three, eight, seven and one, and then 10 and six. Chuck that math. I bet I'm right. Um, this is the people listening. Kevin, I, you don't, I'm don't not care. Gonna, I'm and not so um, <laughs> I, I just think that. He, I, it's just, it's going to depend on how bad it gets. If the defense continues to do it, then like, why do we have a defensive head coach if the defense sucks? You know, it's like one of the, that, hang on, let me call the Lions. Like, like it make, it, that's where my argument is going to be from. Um, I'm not a four fire Zimmer. Um, I think that they, you know, I, it's I think, a run. I think that's the right move. I think it's a brutal schedule. Perspective. Brutal also, schedule and poor execution. The enemy, so. Right, yeah, no, if, just the thought of us having B enemy and Trevor Lawrence probably makes you shiver a little bit. Like I said, <laughs> um, but all right, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to really say about it. Um, you know, it is what it is. By week, yeah, thank God. Um, all right, let's let's we're gonna go through these next ones pretty quickly here. Uh, let's talk about the Brown Steelers really quick because we did spotlight it. Um. Whoops! Wow. Got imagine losing wow. by thirty-one points. What a f- bunch of fucking losers! <laughs> yeah. Um, Real men lose by twenty-eight. Yeah, this was a. Uh, I don't know a no-show. The Steelers' defense is really good. Um, I still am baffled by the fact that it's thirty-eight-seven, and Roethlisberger was only fourteen of twenty-two for one sixty-two and a touchdown, and Connor only had one hundred and one rushing yards. This- like it was a lot of just like. This is an example of, you know, a team that, you know, the Browns, 
have a lot of kind of unproven commodities as far as, I mean, Baker has never had sustained mm. success. He got hurt, too. He got hurt. That's also part of it. Case Keenum showing with Stefanski. Oh, hell yeah. And he, Case Keenum was in a game where they lost 7-38. to 38. 5 of 10 for 46 <laughs> yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. What nice memories that Case probably had from this game. Ugh. 38-7. to 7. Oh, you hate to see it. I do. But yeah, it's just the Browns kind of... The Browns are a lot better than the Browns were. Absolutely. But they kind of, you know, they're like... Their two losses are getting, like, fucked. Yeah, they're they're like the equivalent of, like, little kids, and they try to run, and their legs just give out under them because they're too excited. Like, you're doing good, but you have to pace yourself a little bit. You can't just think that you're going to play Big Brother and... They were they were so close to both, having both their losses be the same score. Damn it! Thirty eight seven. The other one was thirty eight six. No. Oh man. Yeah, I mean they they look at their schedule like they've beaten the Bengals, Washington, and the Cowboys. But the the win against the Colts was very good because that was a very good. That's a very very good defense. Well, I guess the Cowboys kind of Cowboys counts. was because it was still Dak. Yeah, I mean, but they still, almost let the comeback. But they put up, yeah, they put up forty nine points in that game. So it's yeah. like their offense was has always produced minus their two losses. Their, their offense is one of those offenses that really puts up against horrible teams and doesn't do anything against good teams. Yeah, which kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, Speaking from experience, right? It kind of stinks. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the what we thought was going to be what was supposed to be the game of the week. Uh, weather, I think, really hindered this one a bit. Um, that, of course, is the Chiefs going up to Buffalo. Chiefs won 26 17. Uh, bad Josh came out to play. Yeah, we, mediocre had, we Josh, seen not him bad all Josh. year. Mediocre, Me- mediocre Josh. Josh came out to play. I mean, he had a buck 22, 2 and 1, you know, QBR 85. He wasn't great, and he wasn't super accurate. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, he didn't. He only turned the ball over with you know the one interception, so he didn't have a crazy turnover or anything like that. I'd say that this is Josh Allen's floor this year is a game like this, which is you know it's kind of like the Browns. Josh Allen is better than he was last year, markedly so. But and this is the kind of thing where the Chiefs, I feel like they lost the week before because they just didn't take the game seriously. Like it was yeah, the Raiders. I think like, they're, well, they're, it was prepared. a no-show from their defense. Yeah, I, I think they they were looking ahead to this game so much. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why like the D well, was well, so. You, you take a look at when the Chiefs play, you know, contender teams in the mm-hmm. AFC this year, the Ravens and the Bills. Yeah, and they smoke them. Yeah, they kind of they couldn't control the entirety of the game. Yeah, and so it's almost like I think that, uh, and also that was a division game, so things just get weird. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. Edwards Hilaire or Edwards Elair. Elair. However, Elair. Yeah. Okay. Edwards Eclair um, at 161 yards and uh, no touchdowns. I think. Right. Yep. No. No touchdowns. See, they just they just fuck <laughs> to the universe. They just one like, guy called back on a penalty. One of them was yeah, Daryl Williams for like 30 yards. Yeah. Like I just I, I I don't. They're addicted to when they get in the when they get within the 20. Within the 15, they just stop giving him the ball. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the dude is, I, I like, he does, he gets at least five yards every single time. I, I think it's because he's so small. Like, he literally just fi- fits his way through holes. Yeah. Like, he's very Maurice Jones Jewy. Yeah. And, like, it, it's it's crazy. He, he's a muscle hamster. Yeah. The same vein as Zeke. 
Yeah. Like, he just, he just churns out yards. And I don't know. I, I like this game from him because, you know, they obviously just signed Le'Veon Bell. and um, Which is just not fair. Yeah, which is not fair at all. And I, I think that this was like a, hey, you know, I'm still very much a part of this offense. And, and Eric Bieniemy did have – he sat down with him. They were saying during the game, he sat down with them when they when the news broke. Basically, just said like, "Don't you know? Don't worry about him coming in here. Like, you just keep doing your job. You're gonna be getting t- like you're you'll get touches. Like you're gonna he'll keep, get touches. You know, and, and it will inevitably eat into his workload to some degree. Yeah, the degree you know, like you know, can be debated. But I mean, the, Love Bell is not gonna be on this team and. Probably next year. No, or he's, year the, after he's that. the running back of their future. Yeah, and he's, he knows that. He's got to yeah. know that. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is older too. I think he's like almost thirty or close to at least. He's like 28, 27 maybe. Yeah, he's he's approaching that cliff. So I mean, I, you know, you know, realistically, I mean, Clyde's got nothing to worry about, no. and he's still you know an excellent running back. He's yeah. just allergic to touchdowns. Or they're allergic to not giving him chance to touchdowns. <laughs> he doesn't even have a chance. Um, but yeah, this one was. You know, and and let's 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 talk about um, you know good game from you know from Diggs. He had a really nice that touchdown was really that nice. touchdown was awesome. Like I don't know how he stayed like that. The footwork I that love that kind phenomenal. of like that body control is so sweet. Um, catching it along the sideline, especially where it's all rainy too. Like mm-hmm. add difficulty See, up there a that's, little bit. That's the thing about the Bills this year that just I mean because without that like I mean. They're, you know, it's like 6 of 13, you know, 6 of 23. Like, Diggs gives them this extra element of just, like, a crazy play guy. You yeah. know, they don't have a crazy play guy besides him. Cole Beasley, like, John Brown. They're not really, like, holy shit guys. Like, yeah, it's if, just if Diggs, is not, if Diggs is not on this team, he's, he's shooting, or Josh Allen is 8 of 21. You know, yeah. like, he, he's, Diggs is getting the targets, um, it was really funny to see there were several times where I had to bite my tongue because I didn't want Bill's Mafia to come after me on Twitter. Because uh, they because they literally just Google or they literally just search Josh Allen and they just like attack anyone that has anything Ew. positively negative to say. And positively of course, really negative. I guess yeah. <laughs> so negative. Know. Yeah, negative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying today, but. Um, you know, he's getting overthrown. Like, he got overthrown a good amount this game, and it was so, just like... Can, can you can you walk me through exactly what went down with Diggs towards the end of the game? Because I saw some stuff about it, but yeah. I didn't really so, pursue it. I so this is, in gar- this is in garbage time. You know, they're down nine, and uh, they're trying to hurry up, and, like, theoretically, the game's not over because, you know, it's mathematically score. possible. Yeah, they could score, get an onside kick, but with new onside kick rules... Very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's effectively over. But. Yeah. And he, they try to throw it deep, and it was incomplete. Or no, they they, they completed a, a close one, and Diggs was on a deep route, and they were hurrying up to the line, and they had to wait. And you can see Diggs, but he was kind of jogging. By the time he got about maybe f- five, ten yards from the line of scrimmage, he just started to walk. And he was walking. The clock is literally ticking. We're like under a minute. And... He wasn't even turned around, wasn't set, and the ball was hiked. And they got a, <laughs> and then they they kept the play going. It should have been ruled a false starter, like yeah. illegal motion, receiver not set. Yeah, should have been dead ball right there, in, including a ten second runoff. But they kept going and they threw it, and it ended up being like 
pass interference on the defense, and they started to like go and offset, and it was redoing it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there with my dad, I was like, the that's, play shouldn't have happened. That's not how that works. The play works. shouldn't have happened. And then finally, announcers get on because Monday night announcers are terrible. Oh my god, they're terrible. So bad. Um and. Uh, oh, I guess these weren't even the bad ones. No, these were the, no. these were uh, the boys Cardinals. Yeah, these were Aikman. This was Aikman and Buck, who I think they actually made comments on it, and they finally then were like, "Yeah, no." And the refs conferred. They're like, "Oh, it's a 10 second runoff." I'm like, "Just uh, uh, you know." Then it was the game over. But I, that's where, and then it showed you know Diggs visibly frustrated, and everyone on Vikings Twitter were sitting there like, uh, "Here we go." But, I mean, they showed him, like, kind of going up to his, his teammates and, you know, giving him, like, fist bumps or whatever at the end of the game when they were kneeling it out. And, like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be, like, that. But, but it could, be. It could I'm, be. I'm just glad he kept his helmet on, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, bar's pretty low. But, yeah, Chiefs, good bounce back win. Bills, you know. They're going to have to come better next time if they meet him in the playoffs. Bills, guess what? You lost the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, welcome to the club. Yeah, not not terrible. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go performance of the week. Um, let's, why don't you start with your performance of the week? All right. So my performance of the week, let's see here. Uh, it's going to be Cam Newton because he fell on a loose ball this week. Good job, Cam. <laughs> he finally... Against the Broncos. Off his back. He fell on a loose ball against the Broncos. Everyone saw it, and it's just, you know, it's the culture up there in New England. You just, you give it 110%. So, that's my performance of the week. Yeah. He also lost, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, not great. He didn't look very good. No, but he um, that ball pretty good, didn't he? Yeah. All right, my performance of the week, I already talked about it much, a lot, so I'm going to give it to Todd Bowles and the Bucks defense. Um, mm. they, they played the number one scoring offense. And they held them to 201 total yards Oof. and uh, sacked Rodgers, or sacked the Packers, because I guess they got Rodgers four, and I think they got Boyle like, once. It's pretty hard to get um, Boyle. You know? Yeah, so uh, five five sacks and two they, turnovers. They lead the league in sacks on Boyle. No, no penalties. It was essentially like, you know, if only there, if there was a shutout, then it would literally be like a perfect game yeah. for a defense. I mean, it was, it was great. It was a hell of an effort. Uh, I want to do a, an honorable mention to uh, Derek Henry, who's a grown ass man. Uh, we didn't yeah. talk about that. Are you going to bring him up at uh, all? I'll, I'll bring him up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. Are we doing uh, Nathan Peterman? Nathan Peterman. Uh, my Nathan Peterman is Joe Flacco because <laughs> no. he was sacked for a minus twenty eight yard <laughs> loss. <laughs> like I have no. That's like Madden, where you hike it and you run straight backwards until they yeah. catch well, you. Well, like Madden, like you never step up in the pocket in Madden. No, you always just keep backing up. Yeah. So your sacks are always like for minus ten. Yeah. For like that but, one's. But absurd. that's like, like you hike it and you just start running and they just disengage instantly, yeah. like the ends do, and they just chase you down the field <laughs> and you have like. You know what? Second and thirty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 so that was that was an eyebrow raise for me. For that, I've never seen anything even remotely close. To that. Yeah, I was watching that. I I had that game. Um, I was checking it because I had the, I picked up the Dolphins defense, and which was great. They got me eighteen points or twenty points or something like that. Yeah, that happens when you play the Jets. And um, I saw that. I was like, oh, it's it's like third down, and all of a sudden I saw. I was like. It's 
fourth and 38. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like Flacco's sack for like 24, 28 yards. I was like, what like, in the world? That should never happen unless no. there's like a snap that goes over the quarterback. I know. And even then, well, like, and that's what I thought it was. That that's what I thought it was. Then I look, I like searched up the play and I saw, I was like, oh no, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept running. It's not great. Um, all right. My Nathan Pierman award. Sticking with the game because I don't, I never get to do this very often. Oh, don't do it. It's going to Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay offensive line. He's going to listen to this, and he's going to get mad, and you're going to regret. <laughs> no, I took his crystals. Your, your slanders. No, you didn't. I, I stole all of his crystals, dude. You didn't dude. take his yeah. crystals. You, <laughs> took the, you took the fake. You took the decoy crystals. No, I got the crystals. He's got the real crystals. I got them here in my backpack right here. That's not That's yeah. not true. I'd be able to feel their energy. No. Um, no, because you have a Brian Balaga jersey on now. He's with the Chargers. You only feel Herbert's crystals. Brian Balaga loves crystals. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's why he left. No, he left because he also took some of the crystals, but no. you can't keep the crystals that close together. He left because Danica wouldn't was going to give him some crystals, and Aaron's like, no, I'm taking them all. And now he's like, well, I'm out of here. I can't get any crystals. That's, that's yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> that's why he left. That's fair. Um, but yeah, they, they was a very, very, very poor showing. I mean, it was a good defense, but not that good of a defense for how good this offense should be. Um, yeah. yeah. And I never did do it. He didn't pump too many times, though, so that's good. Yeah, well, it's a bad look when he, you... He may not have pumped enough times. Well. All right, stock up. Um, my stock up is Vrabel. Oh. Because, did you see this? He had a, a big brain. Oh, maneuver. yes, I did. So, Mike Vrabel, shades of the playoffs last year when he was using Belichick's own little tricks mm-hmm. of the clock against him. Um, he saved like 30 seconds in the last 40 some seconds of the game this week yep. with a, oops, we accidentally had 12 men on the field play that was totally not an accident. Yeah. Stop the clock. They were able to get the ball back after that, score a touchdown, force overtime, and eventually win the game. It was, it was a galaxy brain moment for Vrabel. <laughs> and, uh, I, I just, I like it because I have nothing against Vrabel. If I was, you know, if that was against my team, I'd, I'd be livid, but it was it was fun and it's also interesting to kind of analyze after the fact. Uh yeah, no, he it's it's extreme I just love that you had one of the defenders was like what the fuck? Like you can see him visibly confused when he sent the extra twelfth man yeah. out there and then Vrabel's yeah, like Because like, it was a distinct like, okay, what did you do for Sunday nineteen eleven? And you he's like, he's go. Like, yeah, go go go. <laughs> Like, oh, darn it. Oh. It was just so perfect. God, we only should have 11. Um, my stock up is um, a hidden one is Ooh. also the Vikings getting a top five draft pick. Like, that's a big stock up right now. Uh, yeah, I'd um, say so. But also, stock up, uh, the Ryan Tannehill for MVP case. Um, so, he's, he's currently well. projected for almost 4,400 yards. 42 touchdowns and six interceptions. He, I don't understand why he's not getting the respect. Like literally his, he's been the Titans quarterback for almost exactly one year with 16 regular season starts. His stat line over that stretch is 70, 72 or 70.2% completion percentage, 8.96 yards per attempt, 4,112 yards, 35 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Number one in passing, um, EPA that wins like MVP almost every year. And so it's like, I don't, you know, like this is, this is for like, for real. It's just because he has a guy named Derek Henry who mm-hmm. literally single-handedly like wins games 
it feels like. Like he did this Like week. he did against the, the Texans, where he ran for over 200 yards, and he's that's his third time Grown doing it in third years. Ass in, man. That's his, th- for his third, third time in the last, in like, last three weeks. straight years. So he has yep. one every year. Yeah. And every, the same the NFL yep. has only three as well yep. in the last three. It's insane. I mean, he just... He, it, everything he does looks easy, but Tannehill, again, just... It's crazy that Tannehill never played anywhere before the Titans where he, you know, everyone thought he sucked. Literally, it's because, the Gase effect. Because he, he may have had a quarterback who... Or a, a coach, rather, that... I, how? I, guess I don't understand how he's still... I talk about it, but yeah. It's, Adam Gase. I don't know how he's still... He's the absolute worst. Still there. Um, all right, stock down. My stock down every week should just be Adam Gase, just somehow even further. No, it should be Jets Jets ownership for keeping him still. I don't know. Did you see they had a thing where he's like, we have like an 11-step plan and we're on like step two. And I'm like, it's how could we, you possibly be on step two? It's literally uh, Will Arnett in the office where he's like, I got a five-step plan <laughs> to turn this company around. It's like, like, all right, what, what is, is it? it? <laughs> Well, I can't tell you. Then you want to hire me. Maybe you know, yeah. You get. I mean, can you give us a part of the plan? I mean, <laughs> I could. But I could. <laughs> I'll just tell you more on step two. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just absurd. Um, um, my, my actual stock down, uh, the Patriots. Oh, They have looked bad two weeks in a row, and they don't have the cam excuse this week. No. There's some problems in New England. A Von Millerless Denver Broncos. A De- Von Millerless Denver Broncos field gold them to death. Yeah. What was it, six field goals? Yeah. It's and, bad. And uh, Drew Locke is the youngest person in history to beat Bill Belichick in Gillette. So that's just a fun little nugget. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. All right. My stock down. It's Fitzmagic. Uh, don't you dare! It, it, it's it, it just it just dare. no. It, it's Fitz magic because it's ending. No, yeah. that just means he'll get to spread his wings somewhere else. Yeah, hopefully, they, but if they don't trade him, they're um, stupid. I know they yeah, want with him that to Brian like... Flores named Tua Tagovailoa as the starting quarterback, which like good for him. Like I, you know, it's not like Fitz magic was lighting it up. I mean, he threw. He was like doing a, great. What are you talking about? Fifteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, like it's not terrible, he, but like he was playing Fitz magic. But game. at the same time, like the they're like three and two. You know, they have a they theoretically could make the playoffs here. They theoretically could make the playoffs, especially with how the the Patriots are doing and the rest of the AFC. It feels like the, you the, know, they, they yeah. Just, I mean, they they could make the playoffs, and I don't I don't disagree with the move. I just think. What? I don't know, Fitzmagic, he was, like, did you see him when they put Tua in and he was so psyched and, like, yeah. the crowd up? Yeah, no, he's, like, that. that's, like, the best, like, for it because, like, you know, it, it's hard when you're Brian Flores and you see, like, what Burrow and Justin Herbert are doing around the league and, like, you know, you know, like, when mm-hmm. when's the time? You know, if he feels, or if he's if he's wowing everybody in practice and he's have, he's he's ready to do it, then absolutely, you know, I, I think it's... You know they get some, get Aaron Donald they, and the they Rams. Just, they better trade Fitz because they're they're doing him a little dirty here. I don't think it's the wrong move, but like he, you know, and I don't know what's is it better to have like watched the bubble pop on Fitz Magic again and then bench him, or is it better to bench him while he's doing well? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I I think it's, it, I think it was time because if you're gonna bench him, why not? You know, let Tua have his first start against the fucking Jets. Oh my god, what a confidence booster that would be. Yeah, that would have, that would have been <laughs> that would have been huge. Really nice. Um, all right. 
Um, let's go to our week seven preview. Um, easy for me. Vikings are on by. Thank God. Um, I get to enjoy a Sunday. So that's fun. You guys are not going to win this week. Man, we ain't going to lose. That's that's what's okay with me. Um, but, all right. Then we also got the Packers at the Texans. Uh, current line is only Green Bay's favorite three and a half only. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, th- this is where we see if the carriage really turned back into a pumpkin or if things aren't as bad as they seem. Yeah. And well, the Texans are on the upswing, too, which is a problem. Uh, yeah, their offense has been really producing in the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. And over-unders at 57. Um, I, I don't seems know. fair. Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, well, I'll I'll be I'll be pretty concerned if if we lose a close one this week, I won't be super concerned. But if we lose big time again, it it I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty concerned. I mean, yeah, if you lose this time, then you're gonna be looking going into into uh, week nine. Uh, against you guys four, at four, four and, and three. Two. No, I'm or, saying because you're gonna week oh. eight. You're gonna be four and three going into week nine. So that's so that would be that's debatable. That's pretty tough. You guys should just not throw to Jefferson again <laughs> like you did week one. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening anymore. Um, the, uh, another games I want to highlight: Bills, uh, Jets. Duh, no. Uh, uh, Steelers at Titans. Battle of the Unbeaten's. Not many left. Um, in fact, I think I there's think that, no, they the, the Seahawks the are still there. Um, but the, I think that's it. The Jet. Oh wait, no, I flipped that. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, but Steelers Titans, uh, Tennessee's favorite one, uh, one point, uh, over under 15 and a half. That's fair. Both right. these defenses are pretty decent. Yeah. I, this is going to be, a, this is the first test really, I think for the, if Tannehill comes through again in this game, then it's like, I, I, I have a question for shit. you about this game. What? Who killed Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, was it, was it just, Mason Rudolph? Roethlisberger just doesn't like him. I guess. It, did he like get a year of Mason on his hands and just like infect yeah. him with the? I Rudolph? guess he must have because like Roethlisberger liked him when AB was there. Um, but I mean, they, they got other weapons now, but the, they they, 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 have, they have to like build the chemistry back. I guess it feels like he's probably like not used to like well, slim got, Roethlisberger, and he also has Chase Claypool. He's shiny new toy, so it's like yeah. he's kind of fun to throw Chase it to. Claypool is super good. Yeah. Uh, this receiving class has just been really, really good. good like good, good quarterback class too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The late first round, great, oh. great part of the draft. Take them. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, but then another one I wanted to comment. I mean, other than that, kind of mediocre games. Uh, Thursday night sucks this hey, week. Hey, Thursday night would suck if it was one of these teams versus another team. But since they're playing each other. The Giants and the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to stomp them, first just, of all. And the Cowboys-Washington, like, literally... I think the NFC East should just, like, take a year off and just play each other, like, th- like round robin. They should get, uh, what's the word, relegated. Yeah, you know, they, they should just get relegated down first. This is season. so bad. But the other one I want to comment on or point out is the Seahawks-Cardinals. Hmm. Um, this is a this is an are-you-for-real game for the Cardinals. Because um, the Seahawks, as long as they have Russell Wilson, I mean, in that offense, they're going to be good. Like, they're going to be competitive in games. Yep. And the Cardinals, their games have been kind of ugly, it feels like. You know, and Cardinals are the NFC Raiders. Yeah, like it's, you, you know, you got to, they're both in the desert now. They're, they're frisky. All yeah. Those desert teams. Yeah, they're frisky desert teams. They're like desert foxes or, what's an animal that's in the desert? 
snake. Uh, they're, snakes aren't like frisky. Roadrunner, a coyote. It was good. Yeah, coyotes are frisky. Yeah, coyote, yeah. yeah they're, they're like the coyote and the Seahawks and the Chiefs are like the Roadrunner. They're trying to catch them and they never can, except I guess the Raiders did. This analogy is falling apart. But um, all right, but Seattle is favored three and a half over under fifty six and a half. Um, so we got one good afternoon game, one good noon game. I, I like it. Yeah, at least we have four. I thank God we have. four. Four afternoon games this time. I'm tired of the Stupid. the two terrible ones. Like we literally last week, it was the Bucks, Packers, and Jets and Dolphins were the only th- afternoon games. Yeah, and I'm like, why do we have nine noon games and two three o'clock games? And then it's like, why are we doing this? I really like the doubleheader on Mondays though. I'm doubleheader okay. on Mondays is weird when it started at four, but it is. What I, it I'm is. okay with not having a Thursday game. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm never huge on Thursday. I know the players really don't like Thursday games, um, as I can understand. But I don't know, kind of a meh week. Bears Rams. Bears Rams <laughs> is going to be interesting because I feel like, like both of them are kind of in the same tier of like frauds, contender frauds type of deals. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, are there are there playoff teams? Probably. Are they going to have any real shot of going deep? Probably not. The Bears are going to win again. The Rams are are highly fraudulent. They lost the Niners, who lost to the Dolphins. Process of elimination. I know it's not that simple. But yeah, the, but like, the, Bears yeah, the Niners gonna, were in the Super Bowl last year. Bears are going to yank out a victory again. They're going to be six and freaking one. Everything sucks. Uh, the Browns and Bengals also play again. This I know. Week, so. Yeah, well, it's the last time we're going to get our our uh, our storied rivalry, and uh, things things not going super hot for my Bengals this no. year. No, but Burrow looks good. He looks good. He's just getting beat. Yeah, he looks he looks sore. Um, all right, let's go to a two-minute drill. Uh, I have four, and I think you have three. I have three because right. I'm bad at preparation. So I will go first. All right, ready, set, go. Is this year's NFC East the worst division in a single season of all time? Like all four teams just absolutely sucking. Yes, or at least I in, I, in like recent memory, I can't remember in my, my whole life. life that there's I don't not think of all four teams a single breeze dumpster fire. Yeah, yep. Um, let's see. Sticking with the NFC East, do the boys need a new quarterback? No. Andy Dalton played. He was hot garbage. No, I think Dalton is. I mean, it's his first game with these guys. I think it's a first real game with them. I think he's probably still one of like the best backups in the league right. to have. Um. How concerned are you about the Bears winning the division? Scale one to ten. Six. <laughs> oh jeez, it's going yeah, up. Yeah. It's going up. No, it's like <laughs> I feel like I should ask this every like couple weeks <laughs> just to get an update. Seven, eight. <laughs> no, I like yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, they they could very. You, well do you guys it. haven't played yet, which they is have, weird. They have a cupcake schedule. It's going to come down to those games where we play them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it because <sighs> usually you guys have an early, early game. Mm-hmm. And you just haven't, so it's it's strange. I wish we had like a week two game when the Packers are still good. <laughs> um, let's see. Who signs Antonio Brown in a couple weeks when he's off his suspension? Like signs are pointing to the Seahawks because why, why why the fuck that not? is not what you need, Pete Carroll. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, he's just he's going to the old Cowboys. We score, have, score and score we some have, more. We have DK and Lockett and DJ Moore like oh, you know who we need. <laughs> I think it's David Moore, because I think DJ Moore is the one Er, on the the Panthers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm mixing up my D Moores. Um, Why doesn't Ryan Tannehill get MVP contender respect? His name is Ryan Tannehill. 
it's not a good answer. I, well, but like it's the answer. Like it's just people like see his name and they go like, oh, he's a like they remember him on the Jets. It's because he has Derrick Henry and that. Yeah, people just like, yeah, it, it's not fair. Um, will the Jets go zero and sixteen this year? No, because I think that's extremely hard to do. Um, Their either, point differential is like double the zero sixteen. Because when when they fire. Adam Gase. They won't. They will. I've switched. I've they switched. Will. Like they, sides. they will fire him. It. They will fire him. They're only step two at. They're gonna go like zero and eight, and they're gonna fire him, and they're gonna end up winning like three or four games, and then like fuck themselves out of the top. There are. We gotta get through nine steps in like twelve games. So no. that's not, that's um, not gonna happen. Uh, with how Tannehill has played since Gase left, or since yeah, Gase was gone. Or he's not with him. How good will Darnold be once Gase is fired? Um, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be okay. But he won't he's gonna be ever be awesome. He'll be better. He'll be a lot better. He's gonna be significantly better. It depends on where he goes too. Because every place he could go, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be great. I think he's staying there. I think they're gonna fire him and they're gonna ride it out with Darnold. Well, if they do bad enough, they're gonna draft Trevor. You know. Because Jets are gonna jet, man. I don't know. I mean, I Jets are gonna has jet. Trevor already had mono. We have to ask. He, Darnold's gonna give it to him. <laughs> the hey, the, the right of long, passage. The long hair. It's confusing. It's <laughs> it's dark, man. All right. That's like a horrible sitcom. Like yeah, I hooked up with this chick last night. I gotta go to the QB meeting this now. Six six. Oh no. This six foot six chick. <laughs> His long blonde hair. Named Trevor. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Trevor. Oh, oh. It's just yes, and There's, time. Yeah, exactly. Two minutes, like always. Um, Sam Tarnold making out with Trevor Lawrence. This is your initiation, Trevor. <laughs> Welcome to the Jets. You want to know how I got mono? <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? Ryan Fitzpatrick gave it to me. <laughs> And now I give it to you. <laughs> Together we'll rule the Jets. He keeps it in his beard. <laughs> That's why he keeps it. Tua is going to come down with a mono and now he'll start his own. <laughs> oh no. Right, well we're off the rails. <laughs> um, that That's a good sum up here of of this week. It's I, I'm, I'm being able to start enjoying football. Which is nice. You have to stop crying and start laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, this has been our week six recap and previewing week seven of the third forever football podcast. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. Don't fall for it, Darnold.